Hey, welcome back to another uh, in our MarTech interview series on today's show. I have Scott Ayers, uh, aka in old school was the content wrangler, is the content wrangler still, I should say. Um, now he's evolved into the content scientist for Agora Pulse and the host of Social Media Labs podcast. This is MarTech Interviews, a podcast from DK New Media, publishers of MarTech the leading publication for sales and marketing professionals to research, discover, and learn how technology is driving business results. Your host is Douglas Carr. Hey. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me on, Doug, man. It's uh, We've known each other for a long time, and it's fun to get on and finally talk to you on a podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we have known each other for ages. Yeah. Just probably, probably seven, eight years now. Um, You've got more gray than I have, though. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I'm fatter. You're skinnier, so <laughs> yeah, not by much. Not by much. <laughs> well, uh, Scott, you're doing some exciting things. Let's talk first. Uh, full disclosure to everybody: I am an ambassador for Agora Pulse, um, and uh, and I don't know that I've ever told anybody. I, I think I had Emmerich on the show, so but I'll I'll retell the story. You know that uh, I was using Hootsuite. Uh, and with my team and really just, uh, struggling a lot, uh, mostly user interface, teaching them and trying to set up permissions and teams and everything else. It's, it's a, it's a bit of a clunky tool. And, and so I literally just stopped using it altogether and was just using bare bones, you know, tweet deck and, <laughs> and, and trying to do stuff. And, um, and, and of course, struggling there too. I have, um, you know, my personal social feeds, I have my veteran feeds, I have the MarTech feeds, you know, I have all these social media accounts and it was just unbearable to try to control them all. And so I, you know, I had met Emmerich way back at social media marketing world, I think the first one. And, um, and so I said, you know what, let me go check out Agora Pulse. This is years later. I'm sure that the, you know, they've, they've evolved. I haven't used, I couldn't even remember what it was like to use before. And, um, and so I signed up for a free trial and within two seconds, I had all my accounts in there. And well, I'm making that up within a couple minutes. I had all of my accounts <laughs> set up and I was able to easily just select and publish and, and respond and everything else. And, and I was absolutely blown away. And so I was so blown away that I called <laughs> Emmerich, you know, and I said, look, I haven't talked to you in years, but I am using your platform and wow, this is absolutely incredible. And, uh, gracious as he was, because Martech has a good following, he came back and, you know, said, Hey, well, do you want to be a, a paid ambassador for us? And I was like, well, geez, this is a no brainer. I already, <laughs> I already love the platform. Right. Uh, get paid to talk about it. Uh, yes. <laughs> That's nice when that happens, right? Yeah, yeah, and I and I should add too that that came with no, uh, you know, no ropes or whatever you call it, no constraints whatsoever. Emmerich has never told me, "Hey, you need to do something this month," or "Hey, you haven't mentioned us." Uh, hey, interview Scott on the podcast. This was not part of that program or anything. It's always been just a very casual program of, of "Hey, be honest," you know, give us feedback on the product, and uh, and you know, keep in touch with us. We have a Slack channel set up, and uh, and and we'll you know we'll 
put good information out to you guys. And so, and so one of those people that puts great information out to me is you. Um, so, uh, Agora Pulse, of course, the updates that you guys do on your blog are fantastic. I mean, keeping ahead of changes on Instagram and Twitter and, and everything else is really, uh, I don't have time, you know, to, to, to subscribe to, every platform and to figure out what they're doing. And you guys do a fantastic job of keeping everybody on top of that. And, and honestly keeping it on on top of it in the platform as well. Yeah. I appreciate that. I think that our main blog, which has been around for quite a while, I think it was Lisa counter Williams has kind of been our content goddess is what we've always, that used to be her official title. Nice. She's now our product marketing manager and still heads up content, but um, she's done a fantastic job with the regular blog and had for years and actually was named, I think last year with social media examiner named one of the top 10 social media no blogs. So yeah, they yeah. always a great work on, on the regular blog. And then kind of where, I don't know if you want to hop into this or not, but, um, kind of where I came in is Emmerich, you know, with, he's always, you talk about the ideas with the ambassador program, which is super unique. I've worked for three app companies, never seen anybody do the ambassador program yeah. uh, like we are here. Now Mike Alton's kind of heading it up. Um, he said, Hey, we want to write, we want to do like in-depth, long form, just crazy research, data driven type social media experiments. Not just, you know, Hey, here's what these 10 experts say or the top 10 this and the listicles and all those things that you see, which have value to some extent. Um, he's like, we want to dive in, take six weeks maybe to figure something out and test it. And, and so him and I talked and we kind of launched the social media lab. It was supposed to launch in, in about March of 2017. We ended up not finally published until like nearly September of 2017. Well, the hard part is that you got to set up some tests too, right? Yeah, we, we had, we had a lot of tests set up and then we just, you know, we, we had a lot and I've even written about it. I think we're, you know, we learned a lot through the process of trying to start a new project, even though we had this existing site with, you know, hundreds of thousands of visitors a month, trying to create a whole new project was a lot harder than we thought it was going to yeah. be. Um, and, and then really just figuring out, you know, how we were going to test, what we would test. Um, and so it's been a kind of an interesting journey, you know, the last, gosh, now we've almost been publishing a year now, you know, of, of figuring out what to post, when to post, and and, and what are we going to test. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's been pretty cool. Well, and I love it too because I I, I almost feel like um uh and I want to word this really carefully, a lot of people let us down in the social media industry. And yeah, and I'm probably guilty of that. I, mean, I, I don't I don't I'll, know. I'm honest, I am too at times. You know, I'm talking about previous blog posts yeah. and stuff. I have written about two thousand blog posts in social media. Yeah. Uh, and been a part of two other blogs who were on that same social media examiner <laughs> top list. But a lot of it was I, I would I go back and look at it and like Kylie, how many times could I write about the the, the best time to post on Facebook? Right. But I, right. Had, I had no data. I was just guessing. Right. You know, or I was looking at just my one page and then yeah. Like, oh yeah, this is when you should do it. Uh, and so yeah, so I, I think we have done a disservice to a lot of people where we're talking about what works for us, but we never have gone further and and really dove and in, dived into it. And so. Um, that's why this has been so much different than what I've written before and a lot harder <laughs> than what I've written yeah. before. Well, and, and I think, I think even, even beyond like just the, uh, you know, tips and tricks, it's like the, the long-term strategy of how you're utilizing social media, you know, that, that, um, I think a lot of brand related, uh, content marketers are now looking at social media and saying, you know what? 
this isn't the place sometimes just to get an instant conversion or to drive someone straight to the funnel. This is an incredible place to uh, build, you know, obviously awareness over time, start to gain trust, you know, begin to build authority, uh, obviously build a network, get incredible feedback and, and data, you know, from your audience. And so it's not the, you know, click into a funnel marketing automation, spit, 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 and they, <laughs> and they convert, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, and I feel like, what you guys are really doing on that front is bringing, you know, a level of maturity to social media marketing that was missed, you know, for a really long time. Yeah. I think a lot have attempted it here and there. And, but it's, it's, it's a big commitment. I mean, Emmerich and, and Ben and, our, and the whole team before I came on, they decided they wanted to do this and they're like, we're going to commit $15,000 a month to this project. Wow. Uh, and with no, no real, I'd say there's no no strategy. There is some strategy to convert it. The whole idea really is just we want to know these things. The people who who use our product want to know these things. Ambassadors like you need to yeah. know these things so you can kind of tell your – but you don't have time maybe to spend and the money to spend really diving into that sort of stuff, especially on the paid side of it. And so, I mean, when we launched it, that was the whole goal is just – we want to be a better resource for people and not yeah. just a, hey, this is it. Because, you know, the habit a lot of times on social, especially in our space, is, oh, hey, that, you know, so-and-so that I know, you know, contributed this, so I'll just retweet it, but I'll never go read it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so <laughs> right. we kind of want to, we, we kind of are hoping that the content we put out, people are stopping going, whoa, wait a minute, they're talking about, you know, a, a subject that I always wondered about, but I never took the time. Like one of the, one of the recent posts that I just said was, you know, should your Instagram hashtags be in your posts or in the comments? You know, we, we all have theories. Right. But has anybody really tested that, you know, like on a, on a major scale? And yeah. so it's those sort of things that we've been able to do. And, and, and we don't always get the results that we sure. expect. But that's exactly um, what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Is that we, 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 we think, you know, I mean, uh, and uh, trust me, I'm telling everybody, I'm talking about me, not Scott, <laughs> you know, but, but a lot of times I walk in with a total bias on what should oh, yeah. happen yeah. and, and I'm blown away by what didn't happen, you mm -hmm. know? And so that's why this is so important is yeah. Getting, getting results you didn't expect is exactly what we need to be sharing with people. Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> that's been our better experiments, you know, when we're like, oh yeah, we're a hundred percent wrong about this. I yeah. thought this would do well. It didn't. Um, and then there's times like uh, Jason Howe, who, who's like a Facebook ad whiz kid. Um, you know, he does all our paid ad stuff. You know, he'll test some things and go, huh, you know, it doesn't matter which way you do it. You know, both ways kind of work. So yeah. just do what, you know, you, you know, it's working best for you and continue. And the bad thing is sometimes we might spend, you know, 1500 bucks on that ad and, <laughs> and got no yeah. Conclusion. Yeah. You know, just like, well, that one worked and this one worked, but nothing really came out. But we still report about it anyway, uh, because we want kind of because everybody else is wondering as well. Does it really matter? Do I really need to spend that much time and energy to do this other thing? Because somebody told me at a conference, exactly, <laughs> I should do it. But they never tested it completely. But now we say, oh, you know what? Maybe that wasn't worth the hassle. So just do it the other way. It works. Yeah. Uh, and saves yourself a lot of time. And, and that's really what we've we've been working on you know, for the last year or so, um, to get put out there. Well, and even, even bringing those different options 
to the table, right? That, you know, you're right. And that's, that's probably what I'm critiquing the most is the social media speaker at the event, you know, that says, we did it this way. This is the best way in the world. Go do it. And they don't understand, you know, your audience. They don't understand your sales cycles. They don't understand, you know, whether you've built awareness already in your space or not. They don't understand your resources internal. You know, they don't understand any of that stuff, but they're saying this is the rule. And, and, and that's the fallacy is that, you know, that social media brings with it, you know, Hey, here's five things to test. Yeah. And, and it's not necessarily, you know, one thing I'd, I'd make sure your listeners know, I mean, it's not that we're blaming these people. No, no, no. Uh, yeah. It's just, they've only, what I, what I think we fell into and I, me personally is there are a lot of people who are, who are speakers in any niche Yeah, and, and they apply it to what worked for them, but they already had a built in 300,000 followers on exactly. Twitter. And when Periscope launched, they got thousands of followers so you should do it too but yeah. you're a mom and pop shop pizza joint in middle podunk texas you got three followers it's not going to work yeah you know so what works for that guy that's what you got to figure out and so i think a lot of us fell into that um and it, it happens I, I follow a lot of people in the real estate market business and other things they see the same thing where these giant real estate experts will tell them well here's what works but yeah you're in houston yeah what what do you do in waco texas it's yeah. not the same and so um, you've got to be careful what the advice you get from people and realize what are they tested it on? Cause testing it on, you know, let's say even your account for you personally may not work for a regular business. You're a personality, you're a speaker, guest speak, public speaker. It's so different than going like, well, I, what I use a lot, we talked about this before we started recording. I've got a small local business, you know, renting bounce houses. I test on that thing like crazy. It's been my testing ground for years now. Um, because it's a real business, it's yeah. local. You know, it's it's hyper local because the town's about seven, eight thousand people, you know, and so I'm able to kind of play around with it to see what works on the ground, you know, what really works there. And then I can play with Agora Pulse and go, okay, what works in the SaaS industry, which is, I have to admit, much, much harder. Yeah. Because, uh, like, we, we realize now that our, we're probably going to test ourselves less in our paid, paid at, you know, experiments because we convert very slow compared to, you know, let's go buy, you know, a new notebook, you know, or something or right, a right. pencil or, or whatever. And so there's different things you got to test and realize that just because it'll work for you doesn't work for everybody. So we've, we've tried to, to bring in different types of businesses um, to test, um, so that we have better data to kind of put out there and just, instead of it just saying, Hey, this worked for us, this should work for you. It might not. Um, so you got to have more to test with. Yeah. And, uh, on the testing side, um, you were telling me, uh, when we were speaking before the show too, is you actually do have a true data scientist internal. Oh yeah. That's, yeah. I got him a lot. He works in the office in, in Paris and yeah. he's, he's digging. Th- he used to work in the, uh, the financial industry in Paris and doing the banking and stuff. So this guy is a number cruncher. I met him at our retreat, uh, recently. I mean, he's a data guy. He, he sleeps and breathes it. And so we actually asked him, Hey, okay, what are we doing wrong? This, we'd already been doing this for about three or four months in writing. He's like, well, you're doing this, this, and this wrong. <laughs> Oh, great. Your data sets are too small. Yeah. That was the, that was the first thing he told us, Hey, you're, you need to have a larger data set, which made us go, okay, we got to test a little bit longer. We went from only maybe requiring three to four weeks for a test now to at least six to eight weeks uh, for a test is typical what we try to do. And then he actually came up with a, uh, 
and I always say this word bad because my Texas accent, but you got to prove that something is statistically significant. I got it right. You got uh, it. Yeah. And, but sometimes I don't. Uh, but there's a couple ways you can test it. You know, Kiss Metrics has a, a cool little tool that you can play as an A-B tester, which is really meant more for visits to your website, your A-B landing pages. Yeah. So it doesn't always work on this sort of testing that we do. So he created our, his own little formula that gives us what's called a P-value, which is a nerdy little statistical you know, value that comes up and we try, we can't always do it. We try to put everything data set into that. And if it doesn't come back with a 97% certainty, we have to say this isn't statistically significant. Yeah. So we don't, the results are inconclusive. And even if it's not, it kills me because we'll get one. that's like 96.2%. I'm like, come on, it's close enough. He's like, nope. It needs to be 97%. Like, oh. And some, some guys are like, it's got to be 99%. Yeah. Uh, but 97, I'm like, come on, it's, that's per- 96 is pretty close. Well, my, get, my guess is that 90, 97 is probably within a certain, per, you know, allowable percentage of error. Yeah, yeah you know? that's what it is. And you so, plus or minus yeah. about 5%, you know, maybe in different things. And, and, so, that, and that percent of error does not increase with at a, you know, it increases at a exponential rate, you know, when you get down to 96 point. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you yeah. Know, you might so, be in the you know, 40% error margin when you get down to 95%, you know? So yeah. being a good, like CD student in college, 70% looks good to me. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, so it's that 97 is like, God, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yes, but that has kind of pushed us to a different level where we have to really think, okay, we can't say with certainty until we get to that number. Uh, and that is frustrating uh, at times, but I think what it's done for us is uh, made our, our findings more valuable to readers Absolutely. and listeners because they're like, okay, we can show this scientifically that there's, there's data driven proof of it. Then it, it should apply to that mom and pop shop in Podunk, Texas. It should apply to them as well. Yeah. Uh, if they kind of do the same sort of, you know, posting or whatever strategy was that we were testing. Right. Uh, so that's been a really interesting learning phase. And we've stuck to, I mean, you, if you've read through our posts, I mean, we really try hard to kind of stick to the whole scientific method, you know, where we, we come up with an idea, we go see if other people have tested it, find some differing opinions or our findings, come up with a hypothesis. And I try to always come up with a hypothesis before I even write the post because I don't want it to be swayed by, you know, a lot of times you can, you're a blogger, you can write something, well, I thought this, but you really didn't. You, yeah. you just made it look better in your post. Because <laughs> if I'm wrong, I want to admit that I'm wrong. Yeah. Uh, I'm wrong. So I'm, I'm wrong a lot, so I don't yeah. I don't mind. I've been married 24 years. My <laughs> wife said, how many times I've been wrong? Uh, she doesn't listen to social media podcasts, so she'll never <laughs> <forget it. laughs> Uh, but I mean, so I mean, but that's kind of how we, we go through that hypothesis, and then we we set up our test, we run the test, and I don't yeah. touch, it, I don't look at it, I don't, I don't try to play with it, and then I just pull the data in, and sometimes I go like, I just pulled data in from a test here recently, I'm like, huh, that's how am I going to write about this now? You know, that's yeah. this isn't what I thought it would be, and so, and so we try not to give a lot of our opinions once we get to that data point. Yeah. I don't like to give my opinions anymore. I my love hypothesis it. is my opinion from there on. It's data. Um, we will give some insights and maybe some advice that we saw um, to maybe improve or maybe right. if we were to study again, we might do this. Uh, and so that's that's been different from anything I've ever written uh, or anything I've read out there. Most of the time, it's, you know, it's a lot of opinion stuff, uh, more like editorials than they are this data-driven thing. And so that's it's been a fun process, but it is a – 
you know, it's kind of funny for the, I was telling you know, for the first like eight months, I didn't publish a single blog post. Yeah. Like I feel like I wasn't working and like, yeah. no one could see what I'm doing. Yeah. 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 And sometimes it'll take me, I mean, I'll, you know, I used to be, I could, I could bang out two blog posts a day. Right. You know, just boom, boom, boom. I'll, I'll make some quick thing and be done with it. I mean, I wrote, I worked on one for seven or eight days now. Yeah. You know, after I got the data, you know, right. trying to trying to write it into a way that makes sense, it's scientific, that's not opinion based, that's not feelings and emotions. You know, it's just, hey, here's the data, here's what it says, end of story. Um, and then have confidence in whatever those results are. And and that's been fun at Emrex allowed us to to be able to have that freedom and do it. Well plus you gotta you need time to do those cool graphics you got too. Man, I, I, I will tell you this. This is a fun little story. We, we, we had decided for the lab, and so the marketing team, which our marketing team tends to all be in the U.S. We're all U.S. based, and we're all different cities around the, the country. Um, so we kind of saw, okay, let's let's go out and find a a graphic artist to create this science sciency character for us. So we had this idea, this grungy guy with orange hair, because the branding yeah. of Power Pulse was orange. And uh, I must have spent a good two months, you know. Looking at guys, paying them to to, to, to draw them. They're all the different artist sites you can think of. Yeah, we came up with this guy. I thought he was badass. You know, he was <laughs> just a grungy looking, you know, kind of an Japanese anime kind of guy. Yeah, he had had this edge to him. The one thing we failed to do is ask our graphic designer and head of graphics in our company if he liked it. And <laughs> Oops! It's like, no, I hate it. Like, what? <laughs> and, and we were all like, we were gung ho about it. I'd already paid him a bunch, and we had all these images created. Oops. He was already making our featured images. He's like, no, this looks horrible. It won't work on a website. <laughs> it, it won't look right, and I don't think socially it'll get shared very much. And we fought, we fought hard against him. He's over in Paris, and then so him and another guy started creating. I said, all right, fine, y'all create something else. They came up with the with the character we have now, which we <laughs> internally refer to as Pat. So feel free to call him Pat. Nice. I actually yeah. have a Pat. I have a Pat from it's at. Pat from SML Twitter name that I started using here recently, <laughs> posted silently from Pat. Um, and so he created this character. And at first we're like, man, I don't know about this. It's, it's kind of too funny. Yeah. You know, it's a little too whimsical. We wanted this serious, you know, right. guy type guy. And uh, now I, I love Pat. Yeah. I mean, he's funny. He's, you know, he makes these funny emotions. He's little, he's basic in his looks. But he can our, our our guy who's in, he's in Asia who does all of our images for us. Yeah, he's he crushes it with our featured images. Oh yeah, I, mean, I agree. I'll, I'll for, send him an idea. And we got and we got to we got to tell everybody before we go any further uh, to see this. Go to agorapulse.com slash social dash media dash lab. You social, can take the dashes out too. You can just go oh, to social can. media lab. Okay, social media sure. lab and it'll forward. Uh, but that, but that's where you can see Pat and you can you can subscribe and get to all the episodes and everything. But yeah, yeah that's that's too funny. The guy's hilarious. Now I go. I, I'll send. I'll send our guy. You know, hey, here's an idea. I've got this idea. Maybe do this. Maybe do that. And he'll just come up with this. So about a week later, he sends me these images. I'm like, dude, that's that's so cool. You know and. And he makes the graphs for us, the tables for it. And I think now the cool thing is we, without thinking it would work, the branding of it's been fantastic. Oh, it's awesome. It's recognizable. Yeah. Um, we're having fun with him. Um, yeah, I, I'll sometimes, I have, one day I had this idea for a featured image, so I, I can't draw to save a stick man to save my life. Yeah. And so I drew out this stuff on a piece of paper, 
took a picture of it with my phone and sent it to him. Say, hey, what can you do with this? He made this amazing graphic out of that stupid little drawing, like on a napkin, basically. That's uh, awesome. So yeah, it's cool that you know we have somebody in house that can create those things for you. Um, instead of me just going to Canva, no knock on Canva, but uh, it looks like everybody else's images sometimes, you know, and you're trying to be different and differentiate yourself. It's nice to have an in-house guy that, that can do it. And, um, and he's quick at it for the most part on these different images. And so they're there. I love Pat now because he's funny. He's a little goofy, but he is serious too. He's a science. You can get the lab coat and all that. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, you did an interesting one and I, I'll, I'll just bring up one just to, um, wet everybody's whistle, but it was, uh, will sending a Facebook ad to a blog or a landing page get more trials. And, uh, and this is, so this is a perfect kind of example where, especially in the mar- marketing tech industry, we're always curious, you know, do we, if we write a great article, should we share that article out there and, or, you know, should we do a white paper and, you know, put it behind a registration on a landing page and then, and then see how that is. And so the hypothesis that you guys set up was sending prospects to a landing page instead of a blog post will drive more free trials. And you walk through everything, the plan of attack, the targeting that you used for Facebook ads, uh, the actual ad creative that you did, um, you show, uh, you had a video on, on it, uh, everything. And so you spent $342, reached 24,761 people. Uh, the link clicks for the blog post got 248, uh, free trials 10, conversion rate 4.0. And the interesting thing was the landing page, uh, got, uh, less link clicks, um, less reach, but resulted in 14 trials yeah. with a conversion rate of 7.4%. So uh, just a great example of, okay, well, now you know. You know, now, and again, right, the, you know, the and you guys go into a deeper dive of the data. It's not to say that the blog post wasn't uh, something that could build awareness over time or something like that. But this was a test of, hey, who's actually going to take action yeah. you know, uh, based on this. And so I thought that was just a brilliant experiment that you set up. And it's one that we often talk to our clients about. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cause if you think about it, I mean, I'm thinking of somebody, you know, is it worth the effort to make a landing page? Yeah. Do you need to go through all Cause for some, that's a, you know, there's a lot of tools out there to make it easier now, but is it, is it worth that effort? Do I need to do that? Or can I just write an authoritative piece about something and then send traffic to it? See, that was, that was a really interesting one. And it were, you know, for us being a software company, those free trials are so important to exactly, us. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, once we get them in that free trial, then we can go through our processes. We can talk to them. We can do a lot of things. And so, um, that's our that's our goal is those free trials. And so, yeah, it was a cool test that Jason ran on that one. Yeah. And if you see there, it was ninety three percent certainty, but we had to say no. It wasn't statistically yeah. significant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even though it's really really close. Yeah, and uh, there was a significant difference in the in the results, right? So, but, and I'm, I'm sure, you know, had you run it, you know, three more months or whatever, you, you might've gotten to a a level of, you know, validity, but. And you never know. And the bad thing sometimes too, with Facebook, there are restrictions on how, how long they'll track something we've ran into isn't as long as we want it to be. You know, they have a, they have a cutoff of how long they'll track your ads after 
you've stopped running them. So we kind of run into that here and there, but oh. um, so that's why those, you know, it's always interesting to kind of play with these different, I thought the really interesting one that Jason did. I don't like bragging about Jason's stuff, but he, he wrote one about Instagram stories ads versus feed ads. Really intrigued because Instagram story ads are still kind of new. Yeah, uh, I see I, that. It was a really, and I, I had fun with that, that image too. I don't know if you see that image there. You'll have to go look at it. You remember the battle bot thing? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I yeah. said. Hey, he, he, I even asked her a guy like, I, I see, I, I envision these two battling each other and fighting, you know, and, and he totally ran with it. It looks just like those, you know, in the, in the dome even too. Yeah. Um, these two little <laughs> robots fighting each other, um, but a really awesome. cool, uh, relevant, you know, of study that I don't think I've seen anybody else talk about. Right. You know, they just, they run story. Everybody tells you, yeah, you got to do stories. You got to do story. Well, is, is it worth it or not? You know, should I run ads to him? You know, you know, so that was a, and I won't, you know, we won't spoil what that one is maybe, but I mean, it, well, it's, we, it's we can at least say story. that there was absolutely a huge difference in the oh, results, yeah. you know? Massive. So, yeah. And, and so definitely uh, that one's dated February 28th, uh, 2018. So check that out. But yeah. And these are, these are the type of things like, I love what you're doing with this because every single one is well thought out and then well planned, well executed, uh, you know, and then that data brought back. So, um, where, uh, you guys are obviously you can search for social media labs on any of the podcast platforms and everything as well. Right. So, yeah. um, and how long have you been doing that one? Um, we, I just today, what are we at? We're at about, well, since August, late August, of late August. So we're, we're running around almost a year. We kind of struggle on the podcast side sometimes, you know, how many should we do per month? We yeah. always do every one of them. I think we finally we actually had a long meeting yesterday. Um, we're trying to make sure we pod, we podcast every one of the the blog posts. So sometimes we have more oh, blog good. posts than than podcasts. But um, yeah, so you can find a social media lab where you know Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, you know, even Google Play. Yeah, I think we're on there now. Um, and then we're we don't have social media accounts except for my little Pat one that I'm playing with, but right. that are official. That one's not official. That's right, just it's me. coming off of the Agora Pulse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just Agora Pulse is the easier way to find us on everything. And I will say one one other little caveat: our the very first post I did was on does posting with third party apps impact Facebook reach? Yeah, I uh, remember that. That was actually one I had to write that one and test it before I got hired. That was like they wanted to see what kind of tests I had run, which was kind of fun. Uh, such a hot topic. We're in this phase now, being that we've been in it for almost a year, that I'm retesting a lot of these really popular ones because we yeah. want to know, is this still valid? Because Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, even now, Twitter especially lately, changes so fast right. that something I wrote three months ago may not be valid anymore. And so there's a lot of these big ones that we're going, okay, we need to see if it still works. And if it doesn't, we need to be honest about it. And so I like that one in, in particular, I'm actually actively testing right now. Oh, cool. Re- retesting. Yeah. Um, re- retesting stuff like, you know, the Instagram carousels and, you know, some of these different hashtag ones that are out there. And so that's the, that's an interesting phase to be in now too, that we've got enough that we can go back and retest. Um, so, and then, you know, we either update the article or write a whole new piece. And if it doesn't make us look good, we're still going to write about it. Yeah. Well, um, even the, in that third party posting one, I love the Twitter. I love everybody. <laughs> yeah. I love the, I love that one, you know, and, and by the way, the, the results of that one you can share with everybody. It came out false, right? That that there really wasn't a yeah, difference. There's no, yeah. And, there's on Twitter and, or Facebook, there really was no major difference. And that was there. and that was great to see because marketers are absolutely swamped and busy. And to yeah. so to sit there and have to hand 
create and post is, is just a nightmare. Now I, I do, I do, uh, you know, one of the interesting, more interesting things, Twitter recently, uh, came out with the demand, you know, that all app providers stop the multi Twitter, uh, account, uh, duplicate posts and um and agora pulse of course added a great you know uh option within your your system to stop that um but it was a i i'd love to hear your response i i thought that was like a really the first move that twitter's ever done in my in my opinion to really start fighting just the total spamming of twitter um, yeah, yeah. I mean, they've had that rule there forever. Just no one ever, <laughs> they never enforced it. Oh, is that they right? Never emphasized it. Yeah, the repeating yeah. content has technically been there. I think Emmerich, because Emmerich's done a bunch of interviews on that. He found it from back from seven, eight years ago. It was actually wow. he did a way back. He did the way back machine. Yeah, he wanted to look at it, and it was there. Just they never cared. Um, I think the election stuff is really what made them care. Interesting. Um, because what the whole the whole deal with the repeated content, they're not really necessarily going out after marketers like you and I or right. our businesses. They're trying to stop people who are, you know, who've got thousands of Twitter accounts that they own exactly, and, and causing a hashtag to trend right. by, you know, blasting it to a thousand accounts all at the same time and then repeating it over and over and over. Yeah. Um, so that's really what they were going after. They're not going after you and I who might post the same blog post once every two months. Right. You know, that's kind of thing. It's more of the very fast, repetitive content. Um, and it's, it's all for that hashtag gaming. So yeah, so we're, you know, you've got to rethink some of your strategies a little bit when it comes to repeated content. I think evergreen content is still very hot. We've actually even tested that a couple of times. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, there's lots of proof on it. We've changed our own personal strategy with yeah. the world pulse. Like I, cause I do our social media now too. Um, you know, I, I now every month, you know, I'll, I'll post the same links on Twitter. I just changed the, the subject, yeah, the, you know, exactly. the text portion of it well, the, uh, and the, alter it a little bit, you know. Well, and, and part of that, uh, I think there's a good lesson there to everybody, right, is that um, a lot of times as marketers, you think, what what are we going to write about that's new? What are we going to write about that's new? But the problem is, is that you're not thinking about your prospects then because you have prospects on – you know, you might be on your fifth year of posting and they're on day zero of learning yeah. about you. And so they need to be taken on that journey as well. And I think, um, I, I always tell people that, you know, and people listening on the podcast are probably tired of me saying this, but, <laughs> you know, but to really think about the library that you want to build yeah. rather than the production, 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 production. And so like in that case, if you have an incredible evergreen article on, uh, you know, optimal time to post, you know, on fa- on on or uh, one that I publish all the time that I rank well for is like Facebook ad sizes, right? Well, one I have to update it every single yeah. time that new Facebook ad <laughs> sizes come out, you know, and then two is. Um, I, I have to repost that once every couple months because there's people that are new that are searching mm-hmm, for exactly. Facebook ad sizes. Yeah. And so it's one of those evergreen posts that's always relevant to a certain percentage of the audience. And so uh, you could knock evergreen posts, but that one gets, I get a ton of traffic off of that. Which, by the way, the next time they come out with their ad sizes, you and I need to work on an infographic together. Right, so. right. And they will change them again. You know they will. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. But yeah, I think you're right, though. I mean, just because you – I'm not a fan of the, well, I posted it once, so let's leave it alone. Because, right. you know, 
if you look at you, if you're active on Twitter anyway, or or even Facebook, you know your following is constantly growing. So there's always those new people, and there's no reason not to reshare. But Twitter's you know whole deal is slow it down, maybe yeah. put more gap between it, which is kind of what we're kind of instituting is more space between, not letting you repeat it so fast. Um, and then, but change up the text of it. Post yeah. the same link. Let's change the copy. Um, and still get it out there, and you'll be fine. Twitter won't won't hit you on. And I'm I've actually run some tests just to see if Twitter will. I've been written about these tests because you just wanted to play with it. Like I have one account where I, I repeated content recently, very fast, like two days or less. Twitter hits it every time, kicks it out. Wow! And so they're 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 watching it. Their yeah. bots are there, and they because it's the exact copy. Yeah, they see it. So you just got to change it up a little bit. And yeah, it's a little more work, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I think that's good for what it did for us is made me do an audit of our social media and go, for one, we're posting stuff that's dated and old. We probably should take that out. You know, we've been lazy and just had it on repeat for two years. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you got a little lazy. But it also made you rethink how you're putting it out there. What are you what are you putting out there? Maybe I should post less. I don't need to post twenty times a day. Um and so I think it's a good thing in the end that Twitter's done I did it. too. Yeah. It's frustrating at first because you're like, oh no, the sky's falling. But um, well, I, I feel like for fall. so lo- for so <laughs> long they were after the hey, we've grown the number of accounts by this much, and we've grown the number of tweets by this much, and they and they were utilizing the really poor metrics to show the quality of Twitter, right? And so if all you're after is new accounts every year. Well, you love these bots that go out and <laughs> sign up for a thousand new accounts a day. Yeah. You know, and if, if all you're after is tweet volume, you love these guys that are repeating a tweet a, a thousand times. And so it was the first time that I saw kind of Twitter kind of come back and say, Hey, maybe we really need to start focusing on quality a little bit. Cause mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't leave Twitter. But I didn't pay attention to Twitter for oh, yeah. a long you time. Me you and, me yeah. and and probably in the last six months or so, I I'm enjoying Twitter every single day. One yeah. one is uh even despite all the politics and stuff, it's a happier place because you can f- filter and mute or unfollow yeah. everything that you want. You know, and 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 if there's a if there's a debate going on on a given topic you still only see it once, <laughs> you know, whereas Facebook drags it back up into my stream 43 days in a row, unless I say, you know, please hide this, you know? Yes. We saw your birth announcement of your baby six years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's still there. Yeah. And yeah. so, and so Twitter for me is this great kind of live stream. I like the, uh, I like their trending topics. I, I like their, you know, uh, you know, if you, here's what I'll say. I like their trending topics, but normally the top ones suck. It's, you know, pop and pop media and all that crap. But if you scroll down, you get to like, I can look at tech and I can see what's happening in tech and I can. And so I get a, I like the locals. I like looking based in the city. Yeah. So I get a much richer, you know, kind of, uh, uh, insight into what's going on with Twitter than I ever do, you know, on, on Facebook. And so, uh, but yeah, yeah, that's just my, my opinion on that. Well, Scott, uh, tell people where they can find you personally online, uh, cause they might have a social media lab test yeah. that they might want run yeah, or we're something, open. right? Yeah. We're open to ideas constantly. Cause you know, at some point my brain's going to run out of ideas. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you can just find, I'm Scott Ayers basically everywhere. A Y R E S. So at Scott Ayers on 
on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just look for Scott Ayers. I, Facebook, I'm less public now than I used to be just because of recent changes. It hasn't been, yeah. you know, I think Facebook, and as you were talking about that, as a, Facebook's becoming more of a personal thing now, yeah, I think, I agree. Than what it, like it used to be uh, for us, unless you're a page, which, you know, so as an individual, I'm, I'm more personal on Facebook. But Twitter and Instagram, Scott Ayers, you'll, you'll find me on there. Great. And then uh, for a social media lab, obviously follow Agora Pulse. Yep. And then on the podcast, just look for a social media lab and you'll find it. Just look for Pat with his orange hair. <laughs> there you go. Well, Scott, I can't thank you enough for spending some time today. We probably need to do this once every couple months or something. That sounds like a plan. Um, just, you just, need to come up with something for me to test, and then we can talk about I, it. I, abs- I promise I will because uh, we love – you know, uh, I'll, I'll give you just the formats, right? We love in, we love those infographics. We love PowerPoint presentations and we yeah. love white papers. And it would be fascinating to do a test where we, you know, we do three different iterations of the same content, you know, and then see which one actually draws, you know, a lot more attention, shares, you know, everything else. Yeah. Cause that's a lot of times we, when we look up for a customer and we talk about that content library, um, you know, what we'll do is we'll look at, okay, who are the top people that rank for that? And what have they written out there? But then we'll also go over to BuzzSumo and we'll say, but which content has been shared the most, you mm-hmm. know, and get some, and because sometimes the, the two are quite different, you know, that, that, wow, if you take this direction with your article, it might get shared a lot more. If you take this direction with your article, it might rank, you know, better. And so we're always looking for that kind of sweet spot in the middle where yeah. we can, where we can get both attention because we work with a lot of startups. I should, I should preface that. Yeah. So yeah. we're, we're working with people that are really trying to build awareness as well as get conversions. And so it's that combination, but that's one I'll, I'll, I'll put something in an email to yeah, you and, be and see if yeah. we, and then maybe we could, maybe we could work on a test. I'll, I'll just stand by and watch, you know, <laughs> the content scientist at work, there you, you know, but, but, uh, but yeah, that'd be fun. Awesome, sir. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And of course, uh, for people listening, uh, go to Agora Pulse. You can sign up for a free trial there. It, uh, here's the here's what I always tell people is it's my inbox, and and so what I really love about it is it gives me all of my social media feeds in a format that is easy for me to process and go through work. I can see who's responded, who shared. I can, uh, if I had a team, I could assign tasks. I could, um, I can also do research on there. You know, uh, you know, I can see, you know, what my following is, who's following me. I, everything that you look for in a social media platform, but in a much, in my opinion, a much more intuitive interface that allows you to just get work done. No, so I I use it daily, you know, yep. and, and we get I, you know, running our social medias. You think it would be a a whole new whole person have to do it by themselves, but because of the inbox thing, I mean, I'm I can run through 200 mentions yeah. in 30 minutes, exactly. And clear that inbox and, and yeah. be done, and I can listen to hashtags and see who's tweeting my website, and, yep. you know, mentioning competitors. Yeah, those exactly. Kind of so there's yeah. so much cool stuff that I that I don't even know about still. Yeah, uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's a and then of course you guys have a great mobile app that mimics it as well. So that's awesome too. Yeah, yeah. The mobile has been updated a lot recently, and it came in handy when I was on an airplane for ten hours recently. <laughs> doing uh, you know, keeping up with all of our social media and in flight was uh, super easy on the mobile. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, Scott, thanks again for taking the time, sir. Yeah, thank you. 
The MarTech Interviews podcast is recorded at DK New Media's state-of-the-art podcast studio at the Speakeasy in downtown Indianapolis. Subscribe at martech.zone. Sponsorships and marketing services are available through dknewmedia.com.